Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for pressing play. And we are back like the XFL. Oh, man. I can't wait to talk about that with you. Uh, I am Rich Camelucci, uh, your co-host here in Chicago, Illinois. And on the other line with me tonight, after a several-week accidental and then on-purpose hiatus in Orlando, Florida, Chris Mullet and Mullet. Baby, how you doing? I've been better. But (laughs) I've been worse. Uh, And you raked me over the coals and gave me shit weeks ago when I said that I want to do the XFL uh, podcast. And you're like, totally should have. Now you want to do it? No. Fuck you. I'll get somebody else to do it with me. I'll say I'll do it. And then I'll never have to because my prediction, it never gets off the ground. Oh, no. My prediction is it'll get off the ground because Vince McMahon gets the things off the ground. My prediction is it'll just last one season again. <laughs> it'll just it, that's all, that's all it'll be. No, it'll it's it's gonna happen. No way, it's, dude. They've given themselves way too much runway and way too much time to for things to go wrong. Also, like, what's their starting capital? A hundred million dollars. Uh, yeah, hundred hundred million dollar football league. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Yeah. Duh. They're, they're, the US, I'm sure that's what the USFL was. Was that 30 some years ago? Sh- yeah, but don't worry about it. Their shoulder pads are going to be empty boxes of Bud Light. Yeah, because it's real football. <laughs> We're listening to the fans. Um, yeah, no, I honestly do not think it's ever actually going to see a single snap of action. Ooh, all right. Well, I look forward to randomly calling you one Tuesday evening and saying, hey, Rich, welcome to the blank slate, and thanks for pushing play. Let's get into week one scores. The Orlando Hacky Sacks defeated the Portland Mother Ducks. What was the story? Oh, the Portland Mother Ducks are my new favorite team. That's the story. <laughs> Scott Bannon. Uh, so for those of the uh, those of you that are uninitiated with uh, what we have been doing here on the blank slate uh, for this past 2017 NFL season is Mullet and I, two incredibly lapsed fans, are going back after the fact every week because hindsight uh, is 2020, the same year that the XFL will not be launching. Um, <clears throat> It was fun to see all the jokes that were made about that as well, especially all the 2020 jokes, hindsight and all that. Anyway, got to stop talking about the XFL. Uh, yeah, we've been going back uh, after every week of action and just kind of uh, recapping. We don't watch anymore, just kind of seeing if we can guess what happened because it's the same thing that always happens every time. Um, and we're in the playoffs now. And a couple weeks ago, I foolishly, I fucked up. I apologize again. And I want to apologize. It's all to your you. fault. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. Look, man. It's all your fault. Yes. Wait, are you saying all it's it. my fault that. Yes, all of it. All of it. You know, every bit of it is your fault. You can't put that on me, man. Yes, I can't. You did this seven years ago. I'm doing it to you now. Hey, Gene Snitsky, it's not your fault anymore. Rich Camelucci, it's all your fault. 
if that podcast had gone up and they had heard how enthusiastic and happy I was, then that would have carried them through and we would be. If only they had heard our Matt Schaub jokes that we made. Yeah. Dude, everyone, everyone unites over Matt Schaub jokes. Are you kidding me? Who would have won like 64 to nothing? I don't even know if that's a score you can get in football. Yeah, it certainly yeah, is. It is. It, 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 you can. I think you can get every score in football. If you I, try hard I would like to sincerely apologize should. to the Minnesota Vikings, the state of Minnesota, the city of Minneapolis, And and who and me? Have you apologized to me yet? Case Out loud. Keenum, uh, nah, Jared, Jared McKinnon. Me. Uh, me. I did. I apologize to you. I'm sorry. I lost that episode. It's fine. And and in turn, I boycotted for, <laughs> for <did>. a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't. No, like two things. Well, three things. Number one, it wouldn't have been funny. Number two. Oh, last week? Yeah, uh, no. Last week would have been yeah, bad. Last week would have been very, very bad. Not for each game. Just for each game. For each game. You, you like, just would have been fucking like, sad, mopey, and depressed and a little bit angry, and I would have just been uh, uh, a resigned angry. We built up for 20 weeks, like that week, and like it, having the resolution we anticipated and wanted. And then it just would have been us crashing down to earth, <laughs> and it would have sucked. <laughs> well, so and I, just... and the other two things was I, I was busy with preparing for um, Royal Rumble week last week, so I had a, a very bad work schedule and and baby things. So it just it just didn't didn't work last week. Yeah. So well, let's just go ahead and um, kind of just recap real quick uh, the, the early game, the Jaguars. Seemingly had the Patriots on the ropes, uh, unless you've ever actually watched a Patriots game before. Um, hey, Mullet, what was the, what was the story here? Oh, I, they I don't want to go back. To yeah, that's the story. I mean, yeah, yeah, we got we got to do it. Uh, we're past that. I was I I want to talk Super Bowl props. I wanted to talk how much I'm not going to be paying attention to the game. I wanted to talk, but his uh, hand. Whose hand? But Tom Brady's hand. Man, motherfucking Tom Brady. Tom Brady's hand had nothing wrong with it. <laughs> this was their yearly, we need a story mm-hmm. to, to, we need a story so we can rub the newspaper story on our fucking dicks to get us hard. Like the, the flake gate, like, uh, what are like the bit surveillance? Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't like a relative die one year? Like, Always something. Yeah. Uh, it just sucks. Yeah. Um, I even said at one point during the game when when um, Jacksonville, when Bortles was like 14 for 17, I even said to uh, everyone I was watching the game with, because I was actually watching these games, uh, well, it's uh, crazy that Blake Bortles just ran out of good passes. Like, he used them all up. That's it. He's done. And lo and he behold, had, that's what happened for the whole season. Yeah, he had like 150 for the year. Yeah. It's like uh, in that scene uh, in Rookie of the Year when just Chet Simmons doesn't have it in his arm anymore. Yeah, he's done. 
That's it. <laughs> Portals through that 14th completion and out of nowhere. Um, yeah. And then the NFC Championship game was a rout and um, just no fun for anybody. Um, and so yeah, so we get the Eagles and the Actually, Patriots. The NFC the NFC Championship game was good for one person. It was Satan himself because now he has a butt slave for the next six million years when Nick Foles finally perishes and he goes down to those fiery pits and Satan can just go right ahead and spread him and enjoy. Nick Foles. My God. Sorry, I just had to say no, that out loud on the record. So out loud. Nick Foles. That sounds like a a nasty pervert that does weird things to deer. Nick, get this Nick Foles bull. I cannot wait for Nick Foles to embarrass himself in front of 200 million people. Oh, God damn it. Nick Foles. All right, I'm ready. Move on. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl. Patriots and Eagles. Um, what else is there to say? The last time, I think I messaged this to you when, I, when it was uh, official, which is about the second quarter of that game, um, was the last time there was an Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. I was a senior in high school, and I set up my Xbox, not 360, just Xbox at the time, with a controller the size of this room, and played ESPN 2K5 or 6 instead of watching the Super Bowl. And that was with Terrell Owens, Donovan McNabb, uh, you know, young Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. There could be a there could be a promised beheading in the second quarter, and I still would not be excited for this game. Um, not that a beheading would get me excited in general. I'd just be like, oh, yes. a, tele- a televised beheading. We should probably tune into that. <laughs> I mean, just a society. We should be aware of it if it's existing. That's some Black Mirror shit, dog. I, I was more so thinking of, a, I meant to say crucifixion, which, hold on, it's it's better. I'm thinking the, the orange. George Carlin bit. The George, the George Carlin bit. That's yeah. what I meant to say. That's that's kind of where I was going with that. It just came out dark because I was complaining about Nick Foles. Yeah, it came out darker. Instead yeah. of Dan Fouts telling you why the angle of the nails have to go in at this direction. <laughs> exactly. I forgot what no, it was. It was, it was like no, some... it was Deardorff. It's Deardorff. Oh, Deardorff. That's it. Because <laughs> it's funnier because it's the word Deardorff is involved. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there isn't anything else we need to talk about for this game, right? Like, no, nothing I, matters. It's, fucking. Uh, nothing matters. Uh, we all lose. Yeah. Uh, Gronk could be out. It doesn't matter. It, does, it honestly doesn't matter who plays. As long as Tom Brady's no. playing in that game, they're going to win. The the, most beautiful irony would be for Tom Brady for his leg to break off. mm -hmm. He still runs five more plays because, but then they eventually finally take him out. And who's their backup? Even. (sighs) Oh, no, I know this. Hold on. It's somebody really laughable. Oh, no, it's. um, Oh, my God. Brian Hoyer. Yes, that's it. For Brian Hoyer to have to try to pull this out of his 
tainty taint and just and and they fail like that would be the that be that's the best case scenario is... i'm really rooting for it now because um my dad has a brian horror browns jersey i just want to be able to wear that more <laughs> yeah uh that's the only chance in hell that they have and even then Brian Hoyer could look like not a million bucks, but at least half a uh, half a million. No, you had it right. Half, half a grand. grand. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> half a grand. Yeah, it, it's uh, and the commercials have been so bad. They're, like, there's literally. I'm excited for Sunday because I'm going to make my chili. Oh like, man, eat, I'm going to Tony's to place my... on Sunday and get that. Yeah. Tony's chili. I, I I make Tony's chili. I had Tony's Very recipe. Good. Very good. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I'm excited for. It's like I get to make some chili, I get to laugh with Steve and the wife over some football commercials. Like it'll be a fun, it'll be a, a fun Sunday. Yeah. Not as fun as last Sunday, but you know, it'll, it'll be, it'll be. Um, cool. So let's see. the Pro Bowl. Uh, you said you wanted to talk props. Uh, I was I, I was just throwing it out like things that I would rather talk about than reliving the past of the game. Um, I know there's like a record amount. It's yeah, almost getting like, like 400 or something like that. It's almost getting like too much at this point. Um, my favorites are always the national anthem, the Gatorade color. Yeah. Um, first touchdown, like stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, that, 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 that's all I was just going to like say. I, I would talk about that for five minutes more so than last week's games. Sure. Um, instead, you just want to move on to Oscar nominations? Absolutely. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I feel, first of all, overall, what's your sort of temperature on it? Um, well, my temperature is a little, I was off by a few degrees because I didn't see a lot. Sure. Um, uh, on this upcoming week's episode of Mirrored Movies, uh, we have a special guest who's had on the podcast before, Andrew Zangery. And we talk about it briefly at the beginning of it because he's seen most, um, and I kind of used him as a gauge. And I kind of agree with him just based from a more so outside perspective that I feel like they almost kind of nailed it this year. Like, it, it seems like it's one of those, like, you know, in a few years it'll be kind of seen as a pantheon year where there's no real wrong answer. There's way too many things in Hollywood going on for there to be, like, smear campaigns or, like, anything yeah. negative about it. It's just, like, seems like everyone made some good work this year and uh, let the best man win, huh? At least, like, the last three decades, if the year ends in a seven, like, it's probably going to be a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. And it's just, there. there's, anything that was snubbed, it was like, okay, you're cool. You just didn't, you just didn't, you know, you weren't up to up to par. So, yeah. sorry, tough titty. Yeah. Uh, Cool. So, I mean, I'm just going to go from the bottom up here, but I, I very much agree. Like, I remember looking at the the uh the nominees and just kind of going like yeah they like the ones you would expect are there and the ones that uh you hoped for were there as well so here we go let's do this uh starting from the bottom visual effects uh blade runner 2049 Ga- guardians of the galaxy volume 2 kong skull island star wars last jedi and war for the planet of the apes uh three space or future movies and two Ape movies. Um, <laughs> what a little more here. I, I, I don't like know how you've the seen other... more of these in this. Oh yeah, I have category than I have. You've seen them all. No, I haven't seen. I have not seen Star Wars. Oh. And what was the very first one? And I haven't seen Blade Runner. Yeah, I've seen oh, three I of the five. Did. I don't know 
I thought you did. No, it, I, I ran out of time on my movie day. It's, it's like three hours almost. Yeah, that, that's but, a um, easy movie to run out of time for. Yeah. Uh, I'd go Apes here. I don't know how the other two Apes movies did in the past, but God damn it, if this one didn't look the best out of all of them. Yeah. Um, so damn good. So if it hasn't gotten it, should get it retrospectively for all three. Yeah, I still need to see the last two just because I know they're good. I know they're very yeah. good. Two is very good. Three, I feel like, should have snuck in as like a tenth best picture. Like Again, just as like an encapsulation of the achievement of all of it. Yeah. And will someone give any circus a goddamn honorary Oscar? I just mean, fucking do it. Well. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Also, like, no one was really talking about it either. They just gave up. Yeah. They knew it wasn't going to happen. Uh, costume design. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. Uh, if if Phantom Thread doesn't win this. <laughs> What's all for not? Like, well, what, was, have, what did we make the movie for? Do we have any uh, confirmation as to who Colleen Atwood worked on? Uh, not nominated. What? Yeah. Jacqueline Duran nominated twice for Beauty and the Beast and Darkest Hour, but no Colleen Atwood this Good. year. Hey, Colleen Howard, enjoy, enjoy sitting at home this year. Oh, Over, shit. Overrated. I, I honestly, have, I couldn't even tell you what the 16 awards she won were for. But, yeah. Like, literally, Phantom Thread was about this category. Yeah, it's Phantom Thread. Yeah. Makeup and Hair, The Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. Uh, throw Gary Oldman in a fat suit. Fuck it. Uh, why is it not there? <laughs> That's a very good question. That's one snub that I noticed. I was like, yeah. uh, it should probably be there. Also, um, probably for visual effects, too. I could have seen it getting a, a look-see. Yeah, it, the other five are pretty... Like, any five of those could win on any year. Yeah. And they're all up against each other. It was a good year for visual effects. But, um, uh, I don't know, Wonder has like that mask shit. So, yeah, let's go with that. Original song, Mighty River from Mudbound by Mary J. Blige. Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name by Soupjan Stevens. Uh, Remember Me from Coco, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Stand Up For Something from Marshall, Diane Warren and Common. And This Is Me from The Greatest Showman by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul. We could be living in a world where either... Um... Common or Mary J. Blige has two Academy Awards. That's yeah, crazy. That's pretty cool, honestly. It's very cool. It's just crazy. Like, yeah. Like, I would listen to their song, their songs in like 10th grade and be like, this is awesome. I feel like such a cool teenager. Not like, oh, they're winning Academy Awards now. It's like a journey, though, you know? It's yeah. like, yeah, we've come and, this far and, you know, every bit of your body hurts. Uh, I ate Oreos for dinner and, you know, these two people that, you know, we've been listening to since we were in middle school are multi-time, multi-category Academy Award nominees. Why did you eat Oreos for dinner? I got nothing else here. It was leftover <laughs> Oreos from the Rumble. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have saved you some spaghetti and I would have sent it to you. It would have gotten it two days from now, but at least you would have known that was your dinner for tonight. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I've had worse. Um, or, or, uh, the Lopez's are just going to win EGOTs for the rest of their lives. They're going to win quadruple EGOTs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best original score, 
Dunkirk by Hans Zimmer, Phantom Thread, Johnny Greenwood, The Shape of Water, Alexandre Desplat, uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi by John Williams, for whatever reason, uh, and three board, billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, Carter Burwell. I mean, they're going to nominate John Williams. Like, it's He's, you know, it, yeah. it's going to happen. But it's like uh, a retread, though. Like, Is it technically an original score? I'm sure. I mean, for whatever other music there is. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen it, so I yeah. don't know how different it is. No, no, um, it's the same music. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, I always like Hans Zimmer. Um, the half of the half of Dunkirk I I saw was was good in terms of music, in terms of score. So uh, Johnny Greenwood better win this because the score in Phantom Thread is very very good. I believe yeah. <sighs> Production design, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, The Darkest Hour, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Um, that feels like a spidey Beauty and the Beast win. Yeah. I just, I watched Beauty and the Beast the other night. Did we talk about I'm that sorry. Like about a month ago? I, I think we oh, did, yeah. Because yeah. I liked Luke Evans and you didn't. But yeah, aside yes. from that, it was very lackluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sound... that, means, that, means, that means it's going to win something. Yeah. Uh, sound mixing, Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars. He's both sound mixing and sound editing is all Dunkirk. Um, and they're all the same nominees as well. Honestly, Baby Driver was like... It, it had an artistic... Uh, approach to it though like it was it was the sound editing at least was like a part of the experience so you're probably right it'll probably be dunkirk but i'm just riding for baby driver it's always fine to do but it's it that is a and just an honor to be nominated spot sadly uh also i would love to see it win for this as well but it won't happen film editing baby driver dunkirk i Tanya, the shape of water and three billboards um, that one is more doable. I feel like, um, just based on what I've heard. Again, haven't seen it. Uh, based on what I've heard about, though, that one seems a little, editing can kind of skew a little bit more um spicy if you get my catch my drift. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see that one. If not, again, it's probably going to be Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, best foreign language film. Uh, the, a fantastic woman from Chile. The insult from Lebanon. Loveless from Russia. On Body and Soul from Hungary and The Square from Sweden. I know you those know. Are the, those are the five most best foreign language picture film title, best foreign picture <laughs> titles I've ever heard in my goddamn life. <laughs> Say those again for me, please. A Fantastic Woman. For fuck's sake. The Insult. <laughs> Loveless. <laughs> On Body and Soul. The square. Fuck all of that. Those are I'm sure if you're I'm playing sure, sure. like a, a board game, and everyone has to come up with names of fake foreign language films. That's it. Yeah, you, it's a five way tie. Yeah, I'm sure they're all great. No, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sure they're great. But you know, couldn't they just throw in like a I don't know, like a Happy Feet three in there or something? Yeah, <laughs> like some, something to wake me up. 
Uh, so best live action short film. We don't know anything about these. Same thing with best documentary short sub- subject. We don't know anything about those. Um, best documentary feature. I don't, I don't think know I know any this year. Yeah, none, nothing. Um, oh, breaking news. Uh, Washington Redskins to acquire Alex Smith from the Chiefs. Ooh. Yeah, spicy. I, that was the exact opposite story. I was like, set to acquire a new name and logo, but instead, same dumbass racism. Yep. Now and with same, a Mormon. Yeah, and same lackluster quarterback. Uh, just different name of them. Cinematography. Now we're getting. Now we're getting to it. All right. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Everything I've heard says Mudbound. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I said the totally wrong thing. <laughs> Everything I've heard about it says uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Everyone uh, says Blade Runner is like the most, like one of the biggest cinematography achievements ever. For sure. Uh, I wouldn't count out Shape of Water just because of Del Toro sure. and that aesthetic. Sure. I, I, I would, I'm still going to go there. But again, it's one of those, it, it, it underachieved in terms of nominations, but they make sure it gets it in the long, in the long run. For so. what, Blade Runner? Yeah. I feel like Blade Runner got nominated for everything it was going to get nominated for. I feel like when the reviews came out and people talked about like how much they loved the movie, that people thought that was going to be like in every category, and then the box office wasn't there. And sometimes for those movies when box office isn't there, it doesn't get anything else. Oh, dude, I feel like it was pretty much, at least from everything I saw, people talking about it, uh, like very fifty-fifty. Oh, see, I saw nothing but very everything I ever read online was like people that were like super over the moon about it. Yeah, like reviews and everything were fine, but like yeah, just I saw a lot of people like nah man. It was oh. too long and pretty boring. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, so. we don't read the same places. <laughs> uh again, not like not like reviews or anything, but just like people on Facebook and Twitter and oh. podcasts. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh original screenplay. Uh, the Big Sick by Emily Gordon and Camille Nanjiani. Get Out, Jordan Peele, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro, and Vanessa Taylor. And three billboards outside of Missouri, Martin McDonough. Woof. <laughs> that, that is a category. Um, really. um It's probably going to be three billboards. Um, I, nothing would please me more than a Jordan Peele victory. Mm-hmm. Um, Nanjiani, congrats on getting nominated. Yes. Yeah. And the other two could be potential spoilers, putting votes, but it's probably going to be a three billboards win. Yeah, I can like the, the award for the big sick is being nominated. Uh, mm-hmm. would love for get out to actually win it. Cause I feel like that's, that should be the winner. Honestly. Um, I saw Lady Bird yesterday, um, and I liked it. Um, perhaps it was a little too hyped up, but I wasn't as crazy about it as everyone else seems to be. Um, and yeah, I could see three billboards this being like their uh, 
McDonough's little kind of like consolation prize for not being nominated for best director. Okay. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, I, 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 can, I, I agree I with that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, adapted screenplay. Call me by your name. Uh, the disaster artist, Logan, Molly's game and Mudbound. Big up on Logan. Very cool. Yes. Uh, that was a very Logan surprising. There. Uh, that was one that definitely jumped out at me when I was yeah. uh, reading these. Uh, the other four again. Sorry. Mudbound, Molly's game. Uh, Logan, disaster artist and call me by your name. Oh, that's a call me by your name. one, probably because <laughs> the other, the other four seem to be, uh, they all are kind of just there. From what I understand, Disaster Artist was kind of a high degree of difficulty to adapt that to a screen. Um, so I just bought it. So I, I just bought it. And I'm going to read it. Um, yeah. So I'll be able to, to tell. But um, it's 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 fine. It's not an Academy Award worthy anything. It's a fine, funny movie. Yeah. Uh, but wouldn't surprise me if that kind of like Dark Horses. Uh, it's win because again also it is a pretty self-congratulatory type deal with a movie about making movies right uh animated short um kobe bryant's nominated for an oscar of course he is because <laughs> because yeah who had money on kobe bryant getting nominated for something else for something in pop culture after he retired and got as long as it wasn't more commercials like that fucking Ghostbusters one, then oh, we're man. fine. Um, no nah, man, step in the muse cage. I don't want Kobe Bryant to win an Oscar. That is the such a dumb sentence. Okay, Kobe Bryant wins the Oscar. Does he thank Michael Jordan? <laughs> Just in a hey, you may have six. But I got four plus one. He's like, I'm just putting any, just count any title. God, don't tell LeBron that. <laughs> Fuck, LeBron will be doing like four movies a year, like, <laughs> like fucking uh, The Rock. Yeah, I got, you know, I got uh, three championships and, and four Kids' Choice Awards, so. See, LeBron will want them to bring back the fucking Blockbuster Movie Awards. <laughs> uh, animated feature. The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. Coco, moving on. Uh, moving on. Best Director. Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele, Get Out, Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread, Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. It's... Probably should be Nolan. I think Gertie Gerwig will get some some noise. If it's not Nolan, it'll probably be Del Toro. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I said the same thing to you a few months ago on this director's movie podcast that I listened to. They always ask, hey, what's the, uh, what's the best thing you've seen? Uh, what's the last great movie you've seen? And over the summer, every single fucking director that was on this show said Dunkirk. So it would not surprise me in the least. And he's always like, he's going to get one. Let's just, ha let's just get it out of the way. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so, this is also the shortest it. movie. 
Yeah, it's like an hour and like yeah. 40 some minutes. So, you know, this is a good time to encourage that. <laughs> it's, the one that I, it's the one I don't have time to finish, which I find <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, again, it's going to be any category, but I would love for Jordan Peele to win. Oh, I I want him to win. I just want him to win screenplay even more so than directing, because that's I think it's more of a screenplay thing than a directing mm-hmm. thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, best supporting actress: Mary J. Blige in Mudbound, Allison Janney, I Tanya, Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, Bird, Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. Lady Bird, sorry. Um. Man, I want to see Alice and Janie's trophy room. It's got to be impressive. <laughs> My God. At least the woman's legitimately good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was very surprised, pleasantly, to see Leslie Manville nominated uh, for this category because she was maybe my favorite part of Phantom, Phantom Thread. Okay. She was literally just like the supporting role, but she was absolutely great. And fucking Lori Metcalf and Lady Bird was also fucking fantastic. She's um, some people's she's some people's favorite actress, and I, I I'm sure there's a reason why. Yeah. I man. Yeah, on paper, you kinda gotta go Allison Janney just because I don't think I've ever seen her lose. Like <laughs> Allison Janney and Asuka are undefeated right now. The one streak's a lot longer. Nobody ready for Allison. Oh, I want to see Allison Janie in a wrestling ring so bad now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's probably going to be Allison Janie. But I would love for either Mantville or Metcalf to win. Uh, best Supporting Actor. Uh, Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. Hell yeah. All five of those guys are badass. Um, Sam Rockwell deserves an Oscar for uh, body work. So here it's, here's your time. Just yeah. could split votes, but I don't think you will. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, a fun hot take I see is a lot of people saying that Woody's actually better in three billboards than anyone else getting nominated. Um, seen that. Seen that too. Uh, Christopher Plummer is a fun. Hey, man. Good on you for stepping in and stepping up. Um, yeah, that's, that's why you reward somebody for employee of the month, not <laughs> for best supporting actor. I mean, you re- you really did us a solid by picking up those extra shifts, you know? Good so point. thanks a lot. Good You're point. the best supporting actor of the year. <laughs> that is actually a very fucking good point. Uh, um, I'm going to forget to say this. So the only reason I'm, I'm going to say it now is so I'm going to forget it. The line of the night. Uh, at the Rumble, uh, the Women's Rumble, was when Molly Holly came out. And that way he goes, that looks like a manager at a Publix. (laughs) (laughs) It killed me. I was crying. I I literally missed like a minute and a half of the Rumble. Uh, I want so bad for Willem Dafoe to win for for the Florida Project. He's got some again. If if anybody's going to win, if anybody's going to benefit from a split vote for three billboards, I think it's him. Florida Project was something that, in a year where there are not many snubs, I feel like that one was the most snubbed out of the movies in the mix. 
Um, it's just too too small. Not enough people saw it. Probably. Yeah. It was. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but fuck if it wasn't great, and and Defoe is great in it. Um, in addition to you know everyone that never acted before in the movie, which is everyone else but Willem Dafoe. Sure. Lead actress, uh, Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, Francis McDormand, Three Billboards, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, uh, Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep, The Post. Loaded category. Seems everyone's kind of leaning McDormand. Uh, Sally Hawkins had the early buzz. Saoirse's mm-hmm. also got a little bit. Um, Margot's obviously just kind of there for the ride and Meryl Streep will probably slit somebody's throat and win. <laughs> I can see. I've, I haven't seen uh, any of these movies, but Lady Bird, I could see Margot Robbie being a huge upset. I don't, I think she's the definitive five in that category. That's what I think. That's what people are thinking. I don't know, man. I, um, I, I also think of it this way: Are they really going to reward somebody? This is why I knew that James Franco was not getting nominated because they're not going to nominate somebody for playing Tommy Wiseau. They're not going to let somebody win for being Tanya Harding. It's just not going to happen. Anyway, uh, this is the first time that I've mentioned the post. It just like there's this open. I haven't seen it, obviously, along with like everything else. But it seems like there's this open thing to unless you're Meryl Streep. It's like, man, fuck Tom Hanks, fuck Steven Spielberg. They have enough. It's like, well, if it's the actual good stuff, just fucking let it happen. Yeah. Tom um, Hanks has been nominated for an Oscar since Castaway, and that just seems wrong. Although, like everything that I've heard is like he's and he's fine in the movie, like. Streep is actually like very, very good in the movie, and apparently Hanks is like he's good. He gives a a Tom Hanks performance, which, admittedly, we probably just take it for granted, you know. But oh, well, let's go ahead and get to lead actor then. Sure, it's probably better than fucking Denzel Washington and Roman Montana Junior Detective Squad. Roman, I don't know what the name of that movie is. Roman J Israel Esquire. That, that bullshit. That's a fake movie. Uh, so your nominees are Denzel Washington, Roma J. Israel Esquire, Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Get Out, and Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. Very happy for Kaluuya. Um, congratulations, Gary Oldman. That Roman movie does not exist. That is, you know how like, you know how, like that Dundee movie is just like a Super Bowl ad for like Australian tourism? That Roman J. Israel movie is is going to be some kind of like Jimmy Kimmel prank or something. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The Dundee movie is real. It's happening. No, it's actually been confirmed. It's not, Rich. What? Yeah, you didn't hear about this? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's it's uh, sorry. It's for a Super Bowl ad for um, Visit Australia. Really? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, man, Australia ain't got that money. I still don't believe you. Rich. You would have heard of you haven't heard of Rimfire Films before. How many production companies do you know offhand? That's the only I know. The Rimfire sounds like bullshit. It's <laughs> what I know. Doug, all production companies sound like bullshit. It's literally word soup. I just I knew immediately. 
well, yeah. I'll just go fuck myself then. I mean, the commercial is probably going to be really funny. They got like every famous Australian person apparently for it. Yeah. Well, and Danny McBride is uh, the main person. Yeah. Yeah. They released a, uh, a fucking like a like a cast trail. Oh, whatever. Anyway, who do you got for I'm this? So sad. I'm so sad I ruined this. Uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman won it in like August. <laughs> DDL's last film? Gary Oldman won this in August. All right. Also, you said to yourself, he might not be the best part of the movie. No, I agree, but, you know, we're not... That's not always what gets voted on. Every year, there's one acting slam dunk. This is the acting slam dunk. Okay. Best picture. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Bilber- three Birds Outside, Burbering Burberry. <laughs> um, I thought Dunkirk since the summer, because it, it's the summer, it loses uh, momentum. Shape of Water seems to be buzzy right now. Get Out would not surprise me, especially now that there is a younger guard in the mm-hmm. Academy. Just as kind of like a message. Mm-hmm. Um, those it's also would be been my, uh, re-released as well. Yep, those would be my three, my three best bets. But something about just Dunkirk winning makes sense. It's been it made the most money. You know, some, sometimes we need these years. Sometimes we need like a gladiator year where you know everyone watches because oh yeah, Dunkirk. I like that movie. It's going to win. I'm not going to watch Dunkirk. Is I I don't care. I wish I could. No, no, I don't do. I told I you I watched half of it. I think that, yeah, I don't know. I think that Get Out does have like a good outside chance. I think it does too. I, I, I I'm being realistic. If, after last year, I definitely think so because everyone was writing off Moonlight and you know, and we all saw what happened eventually. Um, yeah, I, I don't care either. I watched half of it, and then I couldn't finish watching it, so I'm like, oh, darn, well, I'll do it eventually. And now I bought it, because it was super cheap at Target, so now I don't have to finish watching it until I draw out of the box. I mean, I'd see the end of Dunkirk for like 20 years. Uh, and I'm like, I'm fine with it. There were uh, a lot of... T- um, saw a lot of things online uh, immediately after the nominees came out about how surprised people were that Phantom Thread got so many nominations. Um, and I couldn't relate to the feeling. Because well, because I think, I think everybody initially thought that it was kind of more so like inherent vice um, for PTA. And it, it was, it was just kind of going to get like ignored and forgotten. Well, inherent vice like was pretty divisive. Like, you were 50 50 on whether you were going to like it or not. And I feel like even the reviews kind of like bore that out. Whereas I don't know. I don't know if it was just like just seeing all the pieces together. Cause like a, a big part of the thing is like, well, it didn't get released until like so late in the process that it was surprising why it got so many nominees. Um, uh, people, people, people can vote just based off of name and not having seen it. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is like when you, Put together just like the pieces of like Paul Thomas Anderson, Daniel Day Lewis, his last film, period piece, 
like, yeah, I thought it made perfect sense that it got just as many nominations as it did. It it is surprising, but again, there, that late year, like American Hustle, was that movie. Uh, Selma was supposed to be that movie. There's always that December 26 release that sneaks in to just qualify. Everyone thought it was going to be The Post. It was Phantom Fred instead. Yeah. They always happen because people just want to recognize, just so there's not any like controversy or confusion, you know. And I then know, they watch saying. it. I agree, but everyone else was very surprised that they were in there as represented as they were. Yeah, it's nothing surprises me anymore after last year. Literally, the easiest job in the fucking world, they screwed up and said the wrong name of the biggest award of the night. Like, nothing surprises me anymore. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Phantom Thread's going to go home with a lot more than than some people are expecting. Well, let's let's um, I'm going to put this out there so we kind of can uh conversated about this earlier we actually may be in the same room with one another yes watching the oscars so i was going to say we should do an old school oscar pickums for uh for oh, some steaks <laughs> no we don't have to do that or not even like pickums just some some kind of friendly wager we don't, we don't set it up now we have like a fucking month yeah just i know be thinking about it just do over it I'll be thinking about it. All right. Mm. Just it, the, the, the challenge is out there. That's all. You don't have to take it if you don't want to. Mm. I get it. Mm. It's fine. I'm at a disadvantage. Motherfucker, I haven't seen any of these movies. I saw <laughs> Planet of the Apes. <laughs> That's your front runner. <laughs> I'm going to pick that for everything. Best documentary short. War of the Planet of the Apes. That shit ain't real. Oh. All right. Uh, yeah. You got anything else? No, this week, Married Movies. I mentioned earlier, Andrew Zangry was in town. We watched Pocket Ninjas. Uh, should I be worried? Uh, yes, especially because I'm going to be putting the whole movie in the description of the op- of the episode because it's available on YouTube. Um, everyone should be worried. It's it's Pocket Ninjas. The fun, it's a fun hour of the podcast, not the film. Um, and then Podswoggle, we're actually recording most of Podswoggle uh, after we finish this. It is um, a fun little surprise for somebody. And briefly going over the Royal Rumble. What was a fantastic Royal Rumble Sunday. Yes. yes. Uh, you guys didn't watch The Illusionist, did you? No. The motherfucker got out of it again because he was supposed to leave. Uh, earlier, when we got back from Four Rivers, and he was like, oh, I got time. But there was no other time to watch Pocket Ninjas. So we watched Pocket Ninjas instead, and he fell asleep the whole goddamn time. I know. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> I made him aware of it. <laughs> I explained to him how it sits on my entertainment center, and it has for two years. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you've watched besides Pocket Ninjas? Uh, on TV, yes. Uh, Basket just came back. Haven't watched it yet. Excited to. Um, but the new show, um, we started watching. Uh, Sam and I started watching uh, the new season of American Crime Story, and Versace. Oh, Versace. Mm-hmm. Talk. To um, me. I've enjoyed it so far. 
Darren Chris is fucking killing it. Um, he is far and away the best thing about it. Sadly, uh, he is splitting time between the actual Versace story. Right. Penelope Cruz is fine. Edgar Martin, man, Ricky Martin sucks. <laughs> She'd expect <laughs> Ricky Martin's just bad. Uh, so they, I just don't. It's sad that I don't care about like the Versace background and like the family struggles and you know his life. You know how he had to deal with it. I want to see Darren Chris be out of his mind because he's doing a fantastic job at it. So were, it's a fun, it's a fun watch. When you were growing up, did you guys get like a lot of that coverage at all, or were you even in Florida when that happened? I, I wasn't in Florida then. I remember, I remember still kind of getting because that was what summer of ninety seven. Yeah. So it was it was right before Princess Die, I feel like. Um so I just remember there being like a like a two or three month like streak of just like tabloid news. Yeah. There's like constantly being like stuff going on. So I remember I remember hearing about it, um, but never like really grasping it. But Sam is just like Sam's like pinpointing places that she mm-hmm. knows and like Rant was like there at the time, you know, yeah. like Sam's like kinda like all in on it and like like watching it is kinda crazy. Yeah, her, I, so. it was nonstop coverage when that happened, yeah. uh, especially on uh, WSVN7. Uh, our Fox <laughs> affiliate was very crazy over it. Um, and yeah, we would even like, like had relatives come in from Baltimore and like wanted to visit the, the Versace house and the houseboat that fucking... Uh, Whatever the guy Darren Chris is playing, his name is uh, Andrew. Like, Andrew Canaan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we did like the Versace tour, the very fucking morbid Versace tour. That's such um, a. That's the most again, and the most blank thing I've ever heard. That's the most Miami thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been wanting to start that up. It's just there's a, a billion things that I want to start up. Sure. Some other things that I've seen, uh, watched. Uh, on Netflix. Um, a couple of Netflix original movies. Uh, I watched uh, The Polka King with Jack Black. But every time I've seen that on Netflix or like an advertisement for it, I just look at it and go, hmm, Rich will tell me about it. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Um, it's a true story. Uh, which is interesting, uh, but it's it's fine. Um, you know, decent performances. Uh, Vanessa Bear dancing around in a bear costume and literally nothing else. Well, I know not to watch it now, so thanks, Rich. No, 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 no. no. But it's I, it, it's like that's all she does. It's just like she she got cast in this movie to dance in a bear costume. Yeah, it's not telling me, but I appreciate the effort. Uh, and then I watched a futile and stupid gesture after that. I was going to ask you if that was one because I ran out of time. I, that was going to be the last thing I watched it and I didn't have time. Um, again, it was fine. Um, David Wayne movies, as much as I like them are hit or miss. Uh, some good impressions. I wouldn't say performances. Um, I don't really like Will Forte. I've come to this conclusion. I'm hit or miss with him, but 
Uh, I'm normally a little bit more forgiving. Dom Hall Gleason is really good in it, I think. Um, oh, good. He's going to need that because Peter Rabbit's about to come out and ruin his ear. Yeah. Uh, and the wigs are all very distracting. Um, all, all noted. <laughs> yeah. But it's got some pretty funny stuff in there. Um, I'll still check it out. Yeah. Uh, what else? And then I watched uh, End of the Fucking World. Heard a lot about it. Yeah. No, very, no, very little about it, but yeah, uh, that's probably good to not know much going into it. Um, aside from it, it's kind of like touch and go to start out with of like, I don't know if I want to continue watching this and then it ends very, very strongly. Cool. I, I will add it to the list, but it's oh, not I, a prayer. The, the best thing about, the last one is it's eight 20 minute episodes. Oh yeah. Let's make it easy. That's good. Very digestible. Very good to know. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. I, I that, those were all like almost all one night just doing laundry. Just cramming stuff out. Yeah. yeah. I get you. I get you. That's, that's a lot of times what I have to do too. All right. Well, um, that's going to do it here for us on the Blank Slate. Thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us and downloading and listening um, and partaking. Uh, we uh, can be found online at Blank Slate Pod on Twitter, uh, Blank Slate on Facebook, um, and, of course, at ArcadeAudio.net, where you can find us and all of the other Arcade Audio family of shows. Uh, as well as you can find them all on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music. And, uh, yeah, hit us up. Uh, subscribe if you aren't already because we don't come out uh, regularly. Uh, we just usually like some pop-up shops of podcasts. Pot-up shops. Fuck, we get a week. Um, <laughs> hit us up with a rating and review. Uh, help other people find the show. Grow the community. Um, and yeah, get involved with that conversation, like I said, at uh, Twitter and Facebook. Um, and of course, head on over to uh, the Arcade Audio Patreon, patreon.com slash arcade audio. Uh, become a patron. Uh, we thank you endlessly for it. Um, and if you aren't, I will withhold my love from you and not acknowledge you uh, unless you've left a review, too. That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, all sorts of cool stuff over there. Uh, acknowledgements, postcards, merch, bonus apps, uh, a lot of cool, fun stuff. Um, and for me, you can find me at Rich Cammy on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Mullet at your host Mullet on Twitter. Um, and you can also catch me uh, performing this Friday uh, at the co-op, 8 o'clock at the Crowd Theater with uh, San Francisco Sound. Um, and then that's it for this week. Um, cool. Uh, oh, also, you can catch me on Monday also at the crowd as part of um, a show. I will have more uh, information for you uh, later, at a later date. That's running all through February. So if you don't have to catch the first one, you can catch another one. Um, cool. That's it for me, man. Any final thoughts? Let's just all hope that football dies sometime before Sunday. What if what if the XFL does happen and then all of football dies?
fine by me. Look, we're not following the State of the Union just right now. It's probably no Trump actively, actually could have canceled football. <laughs> oh, what a world. Um, cool. Well, uh, for Mullet, this is Rich. Uh, also, hey, hit us up with your, uh, with your Oscar picks at Blank Slate Pod on Twitter uh, or our own personal Twitter handles. Thank you very much for listening to the Blank Slate. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch us later. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.